Hello, everybody. I'm Kathy Yang. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. The magnitude of the economic damage from the novel coronavirus heightened as the death toll for the infectious disease crosses to over 100. But as Ron Cruz tells us, at least one analyst doesn't see the outbreak affecting the upcoming decisions of central banks just yet. The new strain of the coronavirus spreading across China claims more lives. The death toll now at 106, while the number of confirmed cases has surged to over 4,000. The World Health Organization says the disease has been detected in all provinces in China except Tibet. Worry hounding residents of Wuhan City where the infectious disease originated as they continue to bear with strict travel restrictions to prevent the spread of infections. China is certainly uh, taking very drastic steps uh, to, to prevent travel, prevent people from moving around, um, whether going out within, within cities uh, or traveling from city to city, um, not just from, from Wuhan, but also elsewhere in the country. Um, a lot of places have shut down, say, buses to other provinces to neighboring provinces and that kind of thing. So uh, a lot of steps are being taken. Um, the big uh, question really is, is how uh, transmissible is this virus? Despite global efforts to contain the outbreak, more countries confirm the cases of the virus. Infections have now been reported in Sri Lanka and Cambodia. This is why countries like the U.S. continue efforts to fly out their nationals via chartered flights from Wuhan. Credit rating agency Fitch Solutions says the outbreak is likely to pose a downside risk to the Chinese and global economies. This considering that China's share of the global GDP has quadrupled since 2002. Fitch Solutions particularly sees the virus taking a toll on the services and tourism sector. I don't think we can but Luis Limlingan of Regina that, Capital does not believe concerns over the deadly disease should affect the U.S. Federal Reserve's upcoming policy decision. I don't think that the Fed should uh, cut or would be uh, lowering the rates, also the BSP, just to address the market. They're primarily, the primary concern is really inflation. Uh, I think since it's isolated or there, there haven't been that many cases yet reported in the U.S., I don't think there's any concern for them to uh, pull the trigger at this point and lower interest rates. I don't think it's going to have any impact on the growth and inflation. Another analyst, meanwhile, says a coronavirus scare will certainly add to moderate headwinds already weighing on the Philippine economy. But Bethel Law think markets adds policy easing from the central bank could prop up growth. We're looking for two rate cuts there in in the next two quarters. Add that in with government spending. Of course, there was that four-month delay at the start of 2019 around political squabbling. So we, we add in that monetary easing aspect from the BSP, increased government budget, and we think that growth could probably stick up to 6.5%. But again, the macro risks are there to suggest that PHP, which is obviously highly sensitive to those portfolio allocations, and if people are very uh, bearish on EM, then the Filipino peso, the PSI, and the Philippine 10-year yield are going to suffer as a result. We think that could outweigh sort of that those domestic um, up headwinds and those tailwinds that come through in 2020. 
Yet another analyst also sees Philippine tourism taking a hit from the coronavirus scare. Rajiv Biswas of global think tank IHS Market Even warns the virus may have a bigger impact on Asian economies than the SARS outbreak in 2003 if it's not contained soon. Philippine tourism chief Bernadette Romulo Puyat had also aired this concern, but she insists safety is government's top priority. Ron Cruz, ABS-CBN News. Concerns over the novel coronavirus triggered another market sell-off in Asia, and Philippine shares were not spared. More from Michelle Long. Jitters over the fast-spreading coronavirus continued to rattle global markets from Wall Street to Asia to the Philippines, where the main index tumbled back to the 7,400 level. Uh, it depends on how long it, it persists. And of course, if there's a, a vaccine that they're able to develop soon, then good. But for now, I think uh, keep a close watch on those that are going to be directly effective. Anything that has to do with tourism and transportation, any of the publicly listed companies that has you know, a uh, uh, huge stake in China or does a lot of business with China, or any of the economies that have already reported cases of, of the virus. The index lost another 119 points to close at 74.68. Foreign funds resuming their exit. It seems the market is on a sell the news first, ask the questions later mode as investors grow increasingly anxious over the swift spread. So many questions, so little answers. If there's anything markets do not like, it's the uncertainty. In corporate stories, RCBC is setting up a wholly owned rural bank with e-payment financial services and cloud-based core banking licenses from the Philippine Central Bank. The bank will engage in purely digital banking. The Chenko-led bank is also upsizing its medium-term note program from $2 billion to $3 billion. Meanwhile, SM Prime's Chief Operating Officer Stephen Tan is promoted to President of SM Supermalls. While Security Bank's Eduardo Albez is promoted from Wholesale Banking Segment Head to Chief Financial Officer. Finally, First Metro Securities consultant Aaron Tsai not too keen on Inchapsia's Marymart going public in a 1.6 billion peso IPO scheduled for April this year. The selling price of Marymart shares is quite expensive. You no, know, at, at, at one peso per share, company valuation since they have represented that they are planning to raise 1.6 billion pesos to the IPO, and that would represent 20 percent or 21 percent of their uh, total equity. You no, know, that would be equivalent to a price to sales ratio of around three times. No? Um, three times price to sales ratio for a small company which only had uh, 2.5 billion in revenues in 2019 you know, as compared to your pure golds and RRHI which are currently selling you know, at a discount to their sales. You know? So meaning price to sales of less than uh, one time. Michelle Long, ABS-CBN News. And over a dozen individuals are under investigation for possible infection of the Wuhan coronavirus. As Apple Salandoni tells us, immigration officials ramped up efforts to prevent the entry of the disease by suspending issuance of visas on arrival to Chinese nationals. The health department continues to monitor more than 20 patients under investigation or PUIs that have manifested influenza-like symptoms. They are currently confined in different health facilities all over the country. Most of the patients are in Metro Manila with 13 cases. Five more were added Tuesday. There are also PUIs in Western Visayas, Central Visayas, Mimaropa, Eastern Visayas and Northern Mindanao. 
They have different nationalities, but most are Chinese nationals. All of them previously traveled to Wuhan, China, the epicenter of the outbreak. Three suspected carriers had previously been discharged, including a five-year-old boy from Wuhan City whose tests came back negative. All PUIs are placed in isolation rooms while waiting for the confirmatory tests from the Research Institute for Tropical Medicine and the Victorian Infectious Disease Reference Laboratory in Australia. The DOH has also begun procuring the primer of the virus and reagents, which will enable the RITM to conduct confirmatory tests in the country. Health Secretary Francisco Duque says it has not been verified whether it's possible for a carrier of the virus to spread the disease even if the symptoms have not yet manifested. There is no clear evidence to show that such uh, may happen. The Philippine government is now advising the suspension of non-essential travel to China. The Philippine Immigration Bureau has also stopped issuing visas on arrival to Chinese nationals. Offshore gaming firms in the Philippines ordered to impose a 10-day quarantine on employees coming from countries affected by the Wuhan coronavirus. The Philippine Amusement and Gaming Corporation says the stricter measures apply to both newly hired and returning employees. The global case fatality rate for the Wuhan coronavirus is estimated at almost 3%, much lower than the fatality rates of MERS and SARS. The WHO advises the public not to panic, but to just be vigilant. If you have signs and symptoms of a respiratory infection, to wear masks. Normal people going about their normal work don't need to wear surgical masks or N95 masks. Uh, if you are visiting somebody in a healthcare facility or crowded place, a wet market, you may want to wear a mask. The DOH advises the public to practice good hygiene and cough etiquette. Avoid crowded areas and always keep surroundings clean. Apples, Halandoni, ABS-CBN News. Filipinos in China are urged to go on self-quarantine to avoid being infected with the coronavirus. According to Philippine Ambassador to China, Chito Santa Romana, no Filipino in China has contracted the deadly disease so far. But several Filipinos from Wuhan have already expressed their desire to go home. The ambassador says their repatriation is still being discussed. Dumaan sa airport na magkakaroon ng contact sa mga Chinese at bago sumakay na aeroplano. Tapos sa aeroplano, kailangan din na may mga doktor. Tapos pagdating dito, kailangan meron kang lugar para quarantine. So pinag-aaralan nila lahat yan. Dr. Susan Mercado, the Philippines Special Envoy for Global Health Initiatives, agrees saying it is best for Filipinos in China to stay indoors and to minimize contact with other people. If I were to weigh the risk versus the benefit, I would say that if you repatriate, you'd have to walk them through an airport, they'd have to ride on a plane, they would have to take transportation and so on. You probably increase their exposure at this point of time where you have a peak in the community transmission. It's probably not a good idea. Now, if for whatever reason we decide to do it, uh, we would have to quarantine these people for about 14 days yeah. in a space where there is really uh, very limited contact uh, with, with other people who are not sick.
Now, the Philippine Treasury Bureau launches the sixth retail treasury bond offer under the Duterte administration. The agency fully awarded its auction offer of 134 billion pesos, or some $2.6 billion in three-year retail treasury bonds, at a coupon of 4.375%. The offering was nearly five times oversubscribed as tenders totaled some 149 billion pesos. The Philippine government last issued retail treasury bonds in March of last year, when it raised around 236 billion pesos for budgetary support. The Duterte administration's infrastructure push gets a shot in the arm as the Philippines and South Korea exchange signed documents on a $50 million loan from the Export-Import Bank of Korea. The loan will have a repayment period of 40 years, inclusive of a 10-year grace period. The fund is meant to bankroll feasibility studies and other preparatory activities needed to expedite the government's Build, Build, Build program. Finance Secretary Carlos Dominguez says the zero-interest loan will help government identify projects that will be economically viable and sustainable over the long term. So far, those being considered under the facility are projects by the Public Works Department and the National Irrigation Administration. And that's it for today. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANT YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thank you for joining us.